0: Hello and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga
1: and maybe make you laugh a little bit.
0: I'm Gianna Gambino.
1: And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Funny Thing About Yoga. My name is Bradshaw Francis Wish. I was born in Providence, Rhode Island in 1989. And I'm here with Gianna Douglas Cambino, who we actually think she's a Russian spy, but we're not sure. (laughs) No, this (laughs) yoga thing is really a front for her. She's actually a Russian spy. She's from Moscow. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, uh, Vladimir Putin is is her... biological father
0: (laughs) at this point i'm just not even going to refute anything you say i'm just like "Mm -hmm, yep that's me Mm -hmm. and if you don't know us by now or if you're not catching along um there's like a fraction of things that bradshaw says that are actually true
1: like for example you're obsessed with me fact you want to be me fact you're jealous of me fact Um, Yeah you wish you were queer Fact Um, (laughs) I'm
0: gonna single white female you one day (laughs) (laughs) Okay just kidding I do
1: you know it's really fucked up
0: But true
1: I sometimes feel bad for straight people Why Cause it just me like I'm imagining for a lot of them It's really boring
0: In what way I need to probe a little deeper
1: Like I just think that not all queer because there are some basic gays out there for sure. Just goes basic white gays, like for sure, like go to Boys Town. But um, I just think that queer people just have a better, I think they they have a more of a zest for life.
0: Okay. How many straight people do you think you know? Too many. You do? I thought you knew like four.
1: Gianna. (laughs) I know so many straight people
0: i'm just kidding yes but if but if you like looked at your social circle on weekends there's no straight people
1: tracy it's questionable you. i'm just yeah, true. <laughs> i'm just kidding that's actually probably true <laughs> um you love you tracy Whoa.
0: okay okay well- you're
1: actually right i hang out with um the upper lash up uh, like what someone say the upper echelon of society which is queer people um okay. and then everyone else is beneath them.
0: Well, I'll take your pick.
1: <laughs> I'll
0: say that the dating world is rough in the land of heterosexuality.
1: And in the <laughs> land of queerness, it's just like, how many dicks can I get in a weekend? And it's usually. Oh
0: my God, Bradshaw, come <laughs> on. I already have the explicit rating on our podcast, but like,
1: I think that everyone that's listening boundaries. to this podcast has seen a dick or two. Okay.
0: Boundaries.
1: Yeah, I'm not making anyone listen to this. (laughs) If you're listening to this, comment below. Have you seen a dick or two in your life?
0: Oh my God. I don't want to be the real Howard Stern of the yoga podcast world.
1: Okay, let's talk about Warrior Two.
0: No, we're not talking about Warrior Two.
1: Okay.
0: Wait, do you really want to talk about Warrior Two?
1: No, I just really like the way that it looks.
0: Okay, so today, today's (laughs) episode is going to be like semi-technical, but it's not Warrior Two.
1: It's not. We're gonna talk about back bends.
0: Yeah, we love back bends. That's all. The end, and And that's that's it. That's the episode. (laughs) So thank
1: you guys for listening. Uh, You know, Chaturanga, Up Dog, Down Dog, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. (laughs) Uh, no, no, I have grown to love backbends more and more after realizing that, um, through trainings that we've done together, that gosh, there's so much, there's so much you can do with backbends that can Mm -hmm. counter what we're doing throughout of our, throughout the, the, our day, which is folding forward quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also in vinyasa yoga, there's a lot of forward bending at all. So uh, there's already a lot of forward bending. So I'm a big fan of a variety of, um, of backbends Mm -hmm. specifically postures like locusts postures, like cobra, sphinx, It's just a way to add some flair and some, um, it's it's I think it's a really great way to break up the monotony of always doing Chaturanga up dog down dog. Yeah, it's like I like I always tell my students up dog is just like the 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 girl in the 90s that always got all the rom-com hits. But like mm. she wasn't necessarily that talented. Mm. That's up dog up dog is just really <laughs> getting it's getting featured so much and it's not bad. It's just there's other stuff out there. Agreed. Is that you a do- really bad analogy?
0: No. You got it, to, right? It, it, I get it. It's an okay analogy. We can use Thank it. You. We're going to stick so with it. Thank you so much. How do you guys feel about Bradshaw's monologue just now?
1: What, what was a monologue? It wasn't a monologue. You thought it was a monologue?
0: I loved it. You touched on a lot of different things we can talk about. Well, this about. is
1: what we do. We literally, we broaden the horizons. Then we go in deeper with more detail. And then we wrap it up. It's called a podcast episode. I don't know if you've ever done this before, Gianna.
0: <laughs> I'm learning. We're quickly learning the ropes I think you talked about a couple of points that definitely we need to dive deeper in okay um, well what's
1: the first point and I'll dive deeper in it
0: well before we get to the first point I want to talk about me you just talked about <laughs> literally, you literally it's
1: all she wants to talk about
0: <laughs> no it's going to be really brief I used to hate bends. I just want to say that I used to hate them so much and uh kind of be cautious of them I, I have like slight well, you've skull- had some back pain. Well, yeah, I also have like slight scoliosis. So I think I've been like a little bit um, like over just overly protective of like the way things feel in my spine. And I just wanted to bring that up because not only have I changed my tune, but I've also noticed for yoga students that backbends are really polarizing. Like mm-hmm. some people love them and some people just have a strong aversion to them. And so- if you're thinking like, oh my goodness, I hate backbends. I don't want to listen to this episode. Hear us out. Let's try mm-hmm. to stick through it. It's not going to be the longest episode. I, al-
1: yeah. I-, I also want to say is like, there's probably a lot of backbends that you're just not doing in your practice that you can do mm-hmm. that aren't going to be painful. Like if you're in like a, a really big backbend, like Erdva, Danyarasana, like wheel, and that's painful, there's other backbends that you can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's. So let's talk about like, let's just start where you kind of left off with up dog. I think up dog in a vinyasa class is probably one of the most cued or most repeated backbends because it's in every single vinyasa. And so a vinyasa, just because I'm pretending that no one has heard of a vinyasa before, is your chaturanga up dog, down dog motion. So that flow between the postures and so in Urdhva Mukha Shvanasana, upward facing dog, we repeat that at least once every vinyasa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that sometimes people don't know that they can kind of switch it up. You don't mm-hmm. really have to take the up dog. And I'm just bringing that up briefly. We could dive into that again. We'll kind of dissect a bunch of this, but because it's such an extreme back bend, it gives people that polarizing feeling like for me, up dog really crunch feels crunchy and uncomfortable in my lower back. Do you like up dog?
1: I like it. I don't like it as much as we do it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, there's, there's like a time and place. (laughs) Do you know, like,
1: I just don't think we need to do it as much as we do it. That's, that's what I think. I don't think it's, I feel the same way. I feel like it can feel crunchy in my back. And I know that there are other backbends that I can do that are actually going to be lower range of motion backbends, but provide Mm -hmm. me with more muscular strength Mm -hmm. um, than up dog. So it's, again, it's not that I think up dog is bad or it feels horrible in my body. It's just that like, okay, this is just like one thing. Let me show you, you know, there's so many other things that you can do. Mm -hmm. in um, in a vinyasa, like you can do a vinyasa without up dog, you can do kind of like a very similar flow, Mm -hmm. just kind of taking out that piece and putting in something a little different.
0: Agreed. And Bradshaw just said something, you know, that's, that's like the up dog is a, a, it requires a larger range of motion. And there are backbends that are lower range of motion. So sometimes my issue with up dog is not necessarily up dog, but the fact that because it is a big backbend, oftentimes at the very beginning of practice, you're not ready for that big of a motion. Like I, it depends on how a teacher sequences. But for me, before I take an upward facing dog, I prefer to take a lot of lower range of motion backbends to help my body prepare for that. Otherwise it's never going to feel good if you're just like coming in cold and like kind of dropping your pelvis to the ground. And in this extreme version of, you know, just bringing your spine into extreme extension.
1: I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you, cause I see this a lot still, still in, um, in vinyasa classes is people in up dog tend to press the front of their thighs and pelvis actively down into the ground do you see that a lot you're saying they're actually
0: trying so it's like to they're doing cobra but with,
1: it's like they're doing cobra but with like straight arms
0: yeah we just call that straight arm cobra
1: I know, but like, <laughs> but I think that people get confused because, like, in oh, up yeah, dog, you're not, sure. you're not, I, you're, th- and I, you know, I, again, every body is different. Mm-hmm. But like, so some people's thighs may touch the ground. That's okay, but you're not actively pressing the front yes. of your pelvis and thighs down.
0: Yeah, do you, but I, I, I know
1: I, I still I still see that quite a bit. Do you I see, see that? that. A lot? Let's
0: yeah, let's explain that a little bit. I know we don't have a visual, so I'm gonna try to be really articulate with this description. But an upward facing dog your legs are active. You should press Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. the tops of your feet. You should firm your thighs. I firm my glutes. I know that that's a whole other topic of like, whether you should firm your glutes or not in backbends, but I do. I don't think there's anything wrong with firming your glutes in a backbend. We could, we could Mm -hmm. explain that a little bit more in a moment, but then As you're pushing into your feet and firming your legs, your hands are also pressing down, you're depressing the scapula, pulling your shoulder blades down your back, and you're creating space between the bottom of your earlobes and the very tops of your deltoids so that you're not crunching or shrugging. And at the same time, you're getting a little bit of a lift off the ground. And then again, depending on your body, you may... Have the thighs lift off of the floor or you may not. But as long as you stay active and keep pressing down and engaging through it in this way that I just described, it's going to look different than what Bradshaw was talking about, which is kind of like Mm -hmm. a more um, downward pressing motion. I call it kind of like a saggy like a saggy, upward-facing dog.
1: Well, often what happens is people will press their their thighs and their pelvis down, and then the front of their shoulders will shrug forward. Mm-hmm. So they'll kind of like collapse in the front of their chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Again, I think that a lot of these postures that we do all of the time are often, as, like people think chaturanga, up dog, down dog, that these poses are... Um, basic postures and I don't mm-hmm. think so mm-hmm. I think that a lot of these postures are actually quite intricate but yes. we, and so so they're quite intricate we do them a lot
0: mm-hmm. but we're
1: never actually taught how to do them well but we mm-hmm. think because we do them a lot that they're easy or basic and that's not true
0: mm-hmm. yeah that I agree sound with a little you. nuanced no but especially in a flow class so so if you are a yoga student I want you to picture the very first time you did an up dog, you, you entered this, the studio, you set up this class starts, and then you start to flow a little bit. Like, was your up dog ever broken down and explained to you? Most likely not. And the reason for that is because usually when you're doing up dog, it's within a breath to movement style pace. And, there's just not enough time to say all of the things that a teacher mm-hmm. would need to say so that you can, you know, find your alignment and the way that it feels good for you in your body. And I'm saying your alignment because I know that there's not one size fits all alignment. Although I do think there should be, um, like, I, I don't want to say that there's you can do an up dog however you want. There is guidelines, but then there's like um, a, a, a like a gradient within that of mm-hmm, like how much mm-hmm. to veer from that. Cause I don't want to be, I don't, I don't think we should like be overly accommodating with alignment <laughs> where like just anything goes and it's all, it's the no, broad oh, no, spectrum. Yeah. Like there should be some, some kind of like standard, uh, some kind of like some standard, standard but then standard. just know that there's going to be a spectrum of how, yes. how it can or should or whatever in someone's body. Um, and yeah, I wish we had visuals for this. Cause we are getting like really, um, technical into alignment right now with up dog. But I think the main point that we're trying to make is that we do up dog a lot and it's not the only backbend mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really simplifying it. And so Pratcha, I think this is a good Segue for you to talk about those lower range of motion backbends that you usually will include in your warm-up before you start flowing. Do you want to talk about progressing lower range and and like engagement and all that?
1: Yeah. So what the way, and I Gianna, I'm imagining does this as well. We start with the lowest range of muscle uh of motion backbends, but with a lot of musculature engagement. And you work then um you go from lowest to like mid range to more range to more range so for example you start in locus pose where your arms are straight by, down by your sides you lift the front of your chest your shoulders your arms your legs that's a very low range motion back bend but there's a lot of musculature engagement on the posterior part of the body so the back side of the body the muscles around the shoulder blades the hamstrings the glutes the lower back um all of those muscles are really really turning on Then you can go to a posture like cobra, so there's a little more range of motion. You're a little further, the chest is a little further away from the ground, uh, but that back side of the body is still really uh, engaging. But in reality, locus, the first variation that we did, has even more musculature engagement Mm
0: -hmm. than
1: cobra does. Mm -hmm. And then from, so you go from shallow asana, lowest, mid-range, cobra, Then from Cobra, you go to Sphinx, where the forearms are down. And then from Sphinx, you go into upward-facing dog. So the range of motion is getting greater. Mm -hmm. The musculature engagement is getting a little bit less. Mm -hmm. So we're starting where the range of motion... I'm just repeating this, because when I first learned this, it was a little confusing for me. So hopefully um, it helps when you're repetitive. Uh, When I'm repetitive. To say this one more time, lower range of motion, more musculature engagement is how we start. And then we work up from there.
0: Mm -hmm. I think you explained that really well. Do you want to talk a little bit why we engage before we kind of lengthen?
1: Yeah, because I think that you want, this is a theme that we can get into. I think we'll get more in in further episodes, but in yoga, not only do you want to be flexible, you want to be strong. And you want to be strong in those areas that you're flexible. So to turn on muscles that are usually not turned on during the day, like the backside of your body and essentially kind of like – Bringing them online, turning them on before you create a lot of length in those muscles is just a, a a good thing. So you turn them on, you bring them online. It's like okay, I'm getting a little stronger, and now that you're online and you're feeling strong, I'm also going to lengthen you at the same time. Not just going and try to put a lot of load um, on something to just lengthen it. Again, it's really important that in yoga we have the balance of strength and flexibility. So you want those muscles those the uh, areas of the body to not only be strong to not only be long but also strong
0: um you said you started uh explaining something that i think we can talk about a little bit more is also like um bringing balance to the body too because yeah. We have a tendency as humans to kind of lengthen back muscles. Mm-hmm. And so just by like yeah. rounded posture, you want to go on about that?
1: Yeah. So the back side of our body tends to be long and weak. And then the front side of our body tends to be short and weak. So because of the way that we live throughout our day. So we're hunched over. So the back of the body, just think about it. You're sitting there, you're hunched over, the back of your body's long and weak. And then the mm-hmm. front side of your body, your quads, your hip flexors, the front of your core is then short and weak. So when we are practicing in vinyasa, we want to create a balance, more of a balance and c- counter what we're doing throughout the day. So, okay, the front of the side of uh, the front of my body is really long and weak. And I'm short, I'm sorry, short and weak. And then the back side of the body is long and weak. What can I do to do the opposite of both those things? bends. So mm-hmm. when you do backbends, you're going to lengthen and strengthen the front side and shorten and strengthen the back side. So it's mm-hmm. like it's the perfect counter to what we're doing throughout our day. Yes, and so, I would also like to say within that, like within anything, every things can get very nuanced, and it's not the case for everyone. Some people, depending if they have injuries uh, and so forth, which you know, Gian and I are not physical therapists or doctors, but if your doctor says you shouldn't be doing back bends, don't be doing back bends. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but, but the, I would say we're talking about the majority of the population.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something that we, we are intentional about with sequencing is to activate the back muscles to help bring balance to what you were just talking about, to that lengthening and weakness that we experience just in daily life from looking at phones and computers and sitting and all of that. So we're intentional about sequencing engagement, before we start to lengthen because we already lengthen so much in our daily lives by having rounded posture. So, you know, this, this kind of like themes together, why we're talking about backbends is we really see backbends as not only bringing balance to all of the forward folding that we do in yoga, but also bringing balance to all of the rounding we do in life, just sitting at desk jobs and, you know, starting to morph into a more hunched person.
1: (laughs) Yes. And again, I think that for people who are teachers and yoga practitioners, remember, just because the range of motion may be less, doesn't mean that it's less beneficial. Mm hmm. So, like, is Can you locus.
0: actually, can you say, can you say it again? Shalavasana. Let's, let's hear it again.
1: Shalavasana. Shalavasana. B.
0: I'm like, as you're saying it, I could edit this out. I'm like, how are you pronouncing this? Shalavasana.
1: Shalawasana.
0: Are you saying with a B or a V? B. Okay, Shalabasana.
1: That's what I keep saying, Shalabasana. Okay. Actually, don't end it this out. Keep this in because this <laughs> is literally what it's like to be um, taken advantage of. Talking, <laughs> talking. Down I den. literally
0: know that Shalabasana. Other people. people Shalabasana. Yeah, you're saying it. You're articulating more. I thought you were like saying with a V, and it was. I'm like, what? I'll are be you honest
1: actually? with you. I did say it with a V for about two years until you corrected me and told me it was a B.
0: Oh, okay. So maybe I was hearing some of that old pronunciation. Anyway, Shalabastana, what are you going to say about it? You love it? That
1: that I love it. (laughs) And it's (laughs) just because the range of motion isn't like up dog, it still has so many benefits. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you don't, again, the point that I'm trying to make is you don't have to do really, really deep range of motion backbends like, like wheel pose. Uh, or upward facing dog to get the benefits of doing backbends. And I think that if you, someone who does suffer with a lot of maybe lower back pain, these lower range of motion backbends, um, but with a lot of musculature engagement, like I've mentioned quite a few times already, is very beneficial for you. So you don't always have to do, when we talk about backbends, we're not talking about these crazy deep range of motion backbends specifically.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've already touched on a lot with backbends, but I think I want to kind of break down the different styles of backbends and then maybe give some tips for some of these backbends. That
1: sounds great, Gianna. Let's do it.
0: Okay. So we've talked about belly down backbends so far. That's the locust, the cobra, the sphinx.
1: Mm -hmm. And those are specifically if if you're upward
0: facing dog.
1: Exactly. And those are for the people, if you're um, Six months pregnant to nine months pregnant, you should be doing the belly down back bends.
0: So, and then also bow pose, danyurasana. So, regular. Did you get that? Pose.
1: Did Wait. you get that? That was a joke.
0: I wasn't really listening. If you're okay, if you six to nine months pregnant, you should be doing. I thought you said, should. That was a joke. That was it was a, joke. a really bad joke. Let's come on. This is called a funny thing about yoga. Step it up. Oh my God, you're such a bitch. When you whisper, it never records.
1: OK, I said, oh, my God, she's such a bitch.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Say it louder for the back of the room. Um, <laughs> also, you guys can't see Bradshaw, but when we podcast, he moves the microphone in every direction like it's a friggin baton. I, and I it's also have to shine.
1: I also always end up laying down.
0: Yeah, you start vertical. I then... start vertical, and then <laughs> and half horizontal. I'm literally
1: laying down, looking at the ceiling, <laughs> and you're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Listening to your voice."
0: Yeah, except you've just talked. Okay, everyone. I'm actually
1: gonna lay down right now because I can really. I just talking about back bends is making me tired. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, you're John. not
0: kidding. You're literally horizontal. You're. I not know,
1: but kidding. you literally. Sometimes I actually think that you want to kill me.
0: I do want to kill you because it's really hard for you to concentrate
1: yeah everyone i have add and um, everyone
0: knows even if they've only listened to one episode i'm sure we mentioned that you have add okay so belly down back bends or prone back bends it's your cobra your locust your sphinx your up dog your bow pose am i forgetting anything
1: uh, that's no that's, no, that's not, right
0: that's that's pretty much that and then variations those,
1: of those poses.
0: Those are performed on your belly, like Bradshaw said.
1: Performed? Are they <laughs> done on Broadway?
0: Broadway, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. What do you, I just, that was the word that came out of my mouth.
1: They were done. They're done on your belly. They're yeah, done. They're, they're, they're not done. Perfor- I wouldn't perform a yoga pose, but I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a performer. So.
0: You actually are the epitome of performer in the fact that you have something. Literally something. I, weird.
1: Literally. Well, because I literally talk about it in therapy all the time.
0: Yeah, that's like childhood trauma. Hello? It
1: it literally is childhood (laughs) trauma. It's like literally one of my deepest wounds. True story.
0: I know. I'm sorry about that. That's okay, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Okay. So these- You go,
1: you go, I'm sorry about that. Shut the fuck
0: up. If I could pet you and say there, there, I would. (laughs) Everyone, do you guys know
1: that Gianna was emo back in high school? (laughs) She was emo and like this is this is the time in her life when she only did belly down back bends because she was a rebel.
0: I was a rebel. No, what you're literally making me lose my train of thought of what. Okay, I so talking. you're
1: talking about prone back bends, and then we have
0: no, no. Before we move on, so a little tip for prone back bends is to teach them progressively teach the lower range of motion backbends first with more muscular engagement and then the higher range of motion backbends towards the time in the class where you're a little bit more warmed up. And I think this is important because the other day I went to a yoga class and the very third pose we did in the entire class was Dhanurasana. And I was like, how the heck I just got out of a child's pose. How the heck is this person telling me to grab my ankles and come into upward facing bow? Like that mm. just did not feel good in my body. And I decided to do a locust pose instead. So if something that's kind of a second point, if something doesn't feel good for you, we hope that this episode and the stuff that we say here about bends will help you customize to your own, uh, liking essentially. Like if you're like, Oh my God, I never thought that I could, should do a locust pose instead of up dog in every single vinyasa. Not that you need our permission or any teacher's permission, but just know that is totally viable and you should do that.
1: Yeah. And John and I are gurus so it's just like
0: <laughs> it's important. to so listen to yeah, us. So like
1: I'm, I'm expecting you guys to come to class to wash my feet, kiss my feet, and do belly down back bends. That's like one of my. I actually I'm think expecting. I'm like
0: the least authoritative teacher that I've ever met, and sometimes I'm like I could be a little bit more authoritative. I could. I'm start, authoritative. Start cracking the whip a little bit.
1: I literally, this week on Saturday, not I don't want to get too off topic, but I literally started the class. I was like, after our etiquette talk, or the, which I don't know. Yeah, this will come we up. should oh. do a,
0: a different podcast episode just on teacher etiquette. I we, I just, I can't even literally. wait to hear what you're going to say. So I
1: literally sat down. I was like, okay, everyone. So um, don't be on your phones and your iWatches because it's rude. And I think that you should stay for Shavasana. I understand we live busy lives, but I promise you can stay for five minutes. And guess what? No one was on their phone. No one was on their iWatch, and everyone stayed for shavasana.
0: Look at you, you authoritative beast. And then, like, but the thing is, <laughs> the thing is,
1: though, is that they see, and like, people are like, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense." I'm like,
0: "Yeah, okay, okay whatever." So the next listen, type listen of backbend are really kneeling bends. Let's mm-hmm. just kind of work our way up.
1: Yeah, I've never spent any time on my knees.
0: Um, it's <laughs> personal, Bradshaw. Personal. Okay, so cat cow honestly your cow pose is a backbend <laughs> why are you laughing literally he just stared at me blankly <laughs> you're so well, disruptive
1: course, no like literally of course it's, you're like
0: it's a backbend like yeah duh yeah i'm counting that i'm just saying, know, I'm, I'm counting just, I that you. i love you i love you too also how white do my teeth look i did not get it my teeth cleaned like you this morning but i think mine look nicer
1: I look really white too.
0: Crest Hey, sponsor us. i um, just kidding. Okay. So cow pose and then kneeling back bends We have Ustrasana camel pose.
1: I love, you know, and that's, a, that's one that I, that I think a lot of people don't like mm-hmm. because they don't know how to move into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the slower you move into Ustrasana, the better. Mm -hmm. and going back with both arms at the same time. So instead of grabbing one foot and then the, or the, you know, the one heel and the other heel, grabbing both heels at the same time, I think is really helpful. Mm -hmm. Also, I think that keeping your skull in the same trajectory as your spines, you're not like dropping your head back, Mm -hmm. also makes Ustrasana feel better.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. And you don't have to grab your heels, just a little side note, like Mm -hmm. you can- hold on to your lower back, kind of support them with both of your palms. You can hold on to blocks alongside your ankles. I know some people like to do, um, a half camel. So supporting your low back with one hand, and then just bringing one arm up overhead, not to your foot, but just kind of reaching up and behind and so on. So there's a lot of different camel variations, but the general rule that we just kind of said, lower range of motion to higher range of motion. I generally will teach camel a couple of rounds and I'll start with just the hands on your back, start to bring the spine into extension and then I'll teach the option to grab onto blocks or your feet. And I also, we can't, we're not going to get into this on this episode, but I'll also teach a different entry point. That's not your typical entry point to, um, grabbing your feet or ankles. I'll teach it with a bit of core engagement. And I know you do that too, Bradshaw, right? I do. Yeah. And there are other versions of, um, of, uh, what's the
1: variation where the head goes all the way back and then you grab onto the feet.
0: Yeah. That's kaputasana. So that's, that was, <sighs> can you the, do that? Yeah, of course. Uh, actually I have a funny story about that. I'm going to save that for my, my funny story later. Um, but I used to do that as a kid. So this is like camel pose where you go all the way back. You bring the crown of your head towards your feet. And then essentially your arms are overhead. Your elbows are treading towards the ground and your hands are reaching for your heels. And then there's another version that looks like that. Like law. It, it's like thunder lightning bolt. Is that what it's called? Lightning bolt bolt in, um, uh freaking english but it's the verge it's like lagu something i'm gonna google it because i can't ever remember it. and it's like almost never taught but it's like kaputasana but your arms are extended towards your knees oh and they're you, like all the way straight yeah so your arms and you grab are,
1: onto your knees instead of grabbing onto your heels exactly so you're ooh, kind of resting
0: back, remember it's when we were well, when we were filming our yoga teacher mentorship i was demoing everything and i had a demo that one and you were like "Gigi, i didn't know you could do that and i was like yeah i haven't done that in like a thousand years and also al um whatever
1: no she's not only physically talented she's beautiful she's beautiful she's, beautiful. she's single <laughs> um she likes men she loves like men but i think that she could end up with a woman i really oh. do <laughs> uh, she's a pillow princess and oh, she-
0: oh my god bradshaw
1: Okay. Um you're gonna have to edit that out. You're gonna have to edit that out. You're also gonna have to edit the part where I talked about being on my knees because that's really inappropriate. Why and, you
0: you freaking like that? You like to be inappropriate. You were saying <laughs> a, a second ago, you were saying that everyone should hear you talk about dicks.
1: Yeah, you also need to get rid of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Sanskrit, I had to Google it because so I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I was close. Lagu Vajrasana. I've never And
1: Gianna can also do that. And it's
0: lightning bolt. Closed. I've
1: never seen that taught in a yoga class.
0: I think maybe in Ashtanga in in one of the series that's like a sting. but I probably didn't get to that series. <laughs> I don't know. Um but other kneeling backbends that we can briefly talk about cuz they're not your typical uh idea of what a backbend is, but we can briefly mention Anjaneyasana, the low crescent lunge and um kapotasana pigeon pose those can be backbends in the variations where you bend your back knee and reach for the foot also you could kind of make all of these things backbends just by bringing the spine into extension you can make warrior one a backbend you can Mm -hmm. make high lunge a backbend so
1: something i incorporate a lot into class is that mm -hmm. like a backbend variation of those standing postures like crescent one crescent lunge warrior one. I do a mm-hmm. lot of cactus arms. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of like thumbs to the back of the skull, the elbows lifting high, a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff to just, again, create that length through the front side of the body and that and, shortening and strengthening through the back side of the body.
0: Yeah. And so if you were trying to sequence a class around back bends, like again, we're going to kind of be broken records here. You want, you would want to prepare the body for the bigger range of motion stuff. And so you might in your flow portion include a lot of those you know, anjaneyasana backbends, high lunge backbends sort of stuff to prepare. Um, Okay. So, so we talked about prone, belly down, kneeling. Let's talk about reclined. I think these are probably the most
1: thought of
0: when we think backbends.
1: And that is um, bridge and wheel, baby.
0: Bridge, wheel. And then you have your variations of wheel. Viparita,
1: dandasana.
0: The wheel when you're on your forearms. Uh, one-legged wheel, ekapada ardha dhanurasana, or one-legged
1: viparita dandasana.
0: Thank you, one-legged. So, ekapada viparita dandasana, or when you straighten your leg. Oh
1: yeah, I, I, well, I forgot. You want to know why I forgot those variations of the one legs?
0: Because you can't do it.
1: I mean, I can, I can lift my leg off the ground, but baby, it does not look good.
0: And again, when we were filming our mentorship and I was demoing all these, I was demoing all of them cold as we like broke them down. And I, I, there was just a part where you're on zoom and I look over at you and your face is, you're making a face like scrunching your eyebrows and like looking at, I me have like, too
1: much bot- Botox to scrunch my eyebrows. Okay, But
0: you were looking at me like a, what the fuck kind of look <laughs> and you're like, okay, Gianna's making this look really easy. <laughs> you're like, if you're trying to do it not. <laughs> I
1: like to do back bends more, but you you have more range. I, I know they don't feel great. A lot of them don't feel good in your body though. You said so you don't like doing things like wheel.
0: I know. I'm getting more accustomed to doing it and like playing around with it. I have a really like, this sounds so so bra- braggy. I'm like, I have a really nice wheel, but it's not the best feeling. <laughs> Posture in my body. I think
1: think my wheel is pretty beautiful.
0: I gave you a tip for wheel pose, and you had light bulbs go off, and you you were screaming it from the rooftops as if you just invented what?
1: Real <laughs> what to lift the heels.
0: Yeah. I told you to lift your heels and walk the balls of your feet in. And you're like, now my back bend is even more beautiful. And you have <laughs> it blasted on social media. Like, look at me, take this tip. And I'm like the person behind the curtain, like biatch.
1: Yeah. If you could me. take Gianna's intelligence, my face, the world would be <laughs> unstoppable.
0: Okay. The last, um, <laughs> and then you can we... also do
1: standing, 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 standing into like, you can do wait, wait, wait,
0: be- before we do that, the last one we didn't talk about is pervotanasana. I feel like people forget about this backbend and it's one of like the most challenging, but one of my favorites pervotanasana is reverse plank.
1: Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. I like my, I, I, I'm like, as I lay here, the thought of doing it, I'm like, why don't you just wear me now?
0: I remember the first time I ever tried purvottanasana. I thought to myself, wow, my lower body weighs a million pounds. Cause I cannot pick it up. It's like one of those poses where you're just like, wow, where, where can I muster up the strength? <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind of a it's hard it's it's really hard hard. but it's like a i'm not even gonna call it love hate. i'm just gonna call it a hate hate. i don't know anyone who's like oh i love me that Mm tanasana. and as bradshaw was saying we've got standing backbends i'll go over this briefly but even from mountain pose when you reach up you can take a standing backbend arda chakrasana um not to be confused with urdva hastasana even though very similar Uh, It's just more of a reach up and hips forward as your arms reach back. And you might remember the version in hot yoga where you bind your hands and point your index fingers. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. And you've got your standing balance backbend. We can't forget about Natarajasana or dancer's pose. I feel like that's a fan favorite. Then in all of your standing postures, you can make them a backbend, just like we were talking about from your warrior ones. To your high lunges. Those would be standing back bends. And then drop backs, which I don't ever love teach. Em. You know, love it's a funny thing about drop backs is you really have to confront your fear. At least I do. I have no fear. I can you've you've assisted me like a number of times with dropbacks and like you hardly ever have to touch me she
1: literally can do it it's so annoying it's like I can't stand people like that happens all the time I'm like you can do it
0: yeah but I want. not that's what you want to
1: well you want to yell at your students and you want to make them <laughs> feel bad you know you want to be like you can fucking do this get over your fear I, um, you, I'll, I like slowly... I like to say I, I say push push through it push through the pain (laughs) but no
0: he doesn't but that's the funny thing is like I can literally slow motion pretend I'm doing like urdhva hastasana and just like keep going into a backbend my fingertips will be like an inch from the floor and then I'll come back
1: up be like I can't do it yeah literally (laughs) she'll be she'll be like on the floor she's like I can't do it I'm like you're actually in the pose so can you stop I think that a lot of like, honestly, why it doesn't scare me. I, and again, like my dropbacks, if I did, I, if I practice every day dropbacks, I think it could have really, really nice ones, but I just don't. Um, Remember when I fell in class trying to teach them a couple weeks? <laughs> you so I, literally, I
0: your dropbacks scare me because it's like controlled, controlled, controlled. And then it's like, you're a foot away from your mat. And then all of a sudden it's like,
1: <laughs> but I do it. <laughs> it's, like, it's not that bad. It's actually Are not that kidding? bad. Are you kidding? So shakes. Me.
0: The room it is shakes.
1: not shake, Gianna. My <laughs> dropbacks are very, very, very good. Worse
0: than a hydro flask falling to the No, ground. it is
1: not. I'm literally gonna post and be like, hey everyone, look at my gorgeous. I'm gonna go back and slow. I'm actually just gonna slow it down. I'll do it slow motion. Um no like, the- oh, it It's me, like It took me three minutes. It took three minutes.
0: You know the TikTok audio Nobody is like. Will How will they ever, know? They ever They'll know. know? They'll
1: never know. <laughs> it's like
0: Bradshaw on like twelve times slow of a sudden mo. It, it's
1: like I put it on at <laughs> slow. I put it on slow mo, and I'm I'm like I'm like dropping back, and it's I'm like. <laughs> you guys can't see, what he's <laughs>
0: making the most ridiculous faces if he's talking in slow motion. <laughs>
1: So before, yeah, before Gianna rudely interrupted us, Mm -hmm. uh, we have belly down backbends. We have kneeling backbends. We have prone backbends. And then we have belly
0: down prone is shit, shit, reclined,
1: reclined for some reason,
0: supine,
1: supine back. Yeah. Supine. Mm -hmm. When I think of reclined, is it fucked up that I think about being on my belly?
0: Yeah. Okay. Because it's, cause it's um, literally the opposite. Don't get you go? You go, yeah. So, so prone is belly down, supine is back down. Mm-hmm. And then we and then talked kneeling. about standing, standing, kneeling, prone, supine. Bradshaw was making a joke before about um being pregnant and belly down back bends, just to clarify, not that we like no one took us seriously, but at a certain point in your pregnancy. You don't want to be belly down. I know pregnant people know that, but you can modify or adapt your belly down back bends. And oftentimes, when I'm teaching a vinyasa class and I have pregnant people in the room, like I'll I'll tell them if if they'd like to do a cat cow in yeah, place of the great, vinyasa, like you could do a cat cow. The best thing to do. Yeah. But there are people who still, no matter how far along they are in their pregnancy, that still like up dog, and it's not wrong to do an yeah, up for dog. Sure. It just is a lot of compression in the low back. So if up dog's not feeling good, because technically you're you're not touching the ground in up dog, like there is a way, especially dependent on how you're. I wish I knew. I knew. I
1: really would love to know what it feels like to be pregnant.
0: Yeah, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I really do. Like
1: just for nine months, and then
0: I I like don't have any like curiosity. It, it's like I
1: would not want to like have the child uh, because I don't want children, but. I would like to experience pregnancy and honestly, childbirth too.
0: Have you ever seen those videos where they put those like electrodes on people and simulate contractions? It's usually like the father of the baby. They'll like do these videos where like, this is how it feels like, this is what it's going to feel like for your partner to give birth. And they'll put it on these, you know, electrodes and they start mm-hmm. simulating these men will just like quiver and scream and they'll be get me out of here I can't deal with it yeah because men are weak you can do something like that
1: yeah I yeah but I like I told you I literally have dreams like I'll be pregnant and like in a really pretty sundress and everyone's like
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you have a baby shower? and
1: everyone's like I (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I would be so good at having a baby shower
0: you would be good being the center of attention of any party
1: let's be be real and then like honestly I would just I would be like I like Gianna would be there she'd be she'd be my like I don't know like my godmother or whatever and I'd be like hey Gigi can you can you get the other gift I just feel like a contraction coming on so could you just (laughs) Ah,
0: this is ridiculous oh my god a hundred percent
1: I would be so pretty
0: you would be so pretty as 100%, a pregnant. Person.
1: Yeah, I like. I look at myself. I'm like, if I was pregnant, I would be adorable.
0: You basically look pregnant right now.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I'm okay. gonna take that out. <laughs> I'm <taking> that out. <laughs> all right. Okay, so we. Okay. So I, in all seriousness, um, I teach prenatal, and that is an um a little tip you can take with you. I do want to say one other tip because we mentioned like feeling crunchy in the low back. So if you feel like compression, I'm calling it crunchiness in your low back in prone back bends, specifically the ones that I feel this in are upward facing dog and sphinx those two poses like do not feel good in my lumbar spine the lowest portion of your spine so a little tip that you can use take this with you is when you're in those back bends start to draw your navel in towards your spine kind of like getting a little bit of um engagement through your core and taking a little bit of the extension out of your spine that will help reduce some of that crunchiness. So every time personally I'm in a Sphinx, I'm pulling navel to spine, same in upward facing dog. That's something that helps me tolerate those positions without discomfort essentially. And then one other little tip, like sequencing tip, if you are a vinyasa teacher, this is what I do. And I'm I'm not saying this is right, but if you want to help your students progress through this range of motion in their prone backbends from the lower range of motion to the more extreme ranges of motion, I will always break down the first vinyasa. Like sometimes I will, I'll do the first chaturanga on the knees and then I'll take them into a cobra to an up dog and I hold it more than one breath because I'll let them know we're going to start flowing through it more. And so you don't have to do that. I don't, I actually don't do that in every single class, but a lot of the times in my, uh, mixed levels, like general vinyasa class, I will do that. I love that. I know I'm a genius.
1: Not only are you a genius, you're an Italian mobster with a mm-hmm. name like Gianna Gambino. She's related yeah. to the great Bambino. No, it's Grant. Okay. It's, no, it's, it's Gambino. It's not great Bambino
0: what are you talking about? We went through this. It is Bambino with a B. You just don't understand.
1: <laughs> why does they call him that?
0: I am not a baseball person. Does anyone know why they call? Bay no, Bruce but did you watch great?
1: Sandlot? Did you ever watch Sandlot? Oh, of course. Okay. 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 When I was younger, you know, like I was really like the, young. That the, the for first like evidence of my something. anxiety. <laughs> Literally. Many, <laughs> yes, when, when many when, when remember Wendy Peppercorn? peppercorn or whatever i never lifeguard. remember
0: people's names no
1: okay but do you remember like the hot guy i mean like yeah. when i say hot but like also like he was hot because we i was like nine
0: yeah 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 but that okay. was like
1: one of my first crushes
0: wow i can't believe you're putting that out there why i don't know
1: that and then well mr Leslie was my first cl- crush he was my gym teacher in first grade <laughs> And, I wonder if he's listening. Oh, my God. Please listen, Mr. Lizzie. I wanted to take you to operation. Oh, my God. I just wanted stop. to stop. OK, this I did. Like no, the really thing is
0: weird for me when we like I don't like hearing about childhood crushes because it creeps me out now being an adult. I'm like, so you were seven crushing on like a 30 year old. No, 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 no. A
1: hundred percent. I was. I don't want to think Should we about not this? put this out there.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I no, think-
1: no. I mean, it's not. It's just like it's not like, oh, my God, I want to sleep with this man. It was okay. just like this it was like this feeling of just like oh I'm like I'm, I have a crush like my like my heart little goes bum bum bump, you know
0: Yeah apparently when I was like four, I used to take ski lessons when I was like 3 or 4 and I apparently I had a crush on the ski lesson teacher I have no clue why like what my behavior was to tell this but I was teased by my siblings by all Literally, all they would say was his name over and over as if it was like, what was his name? Doug Quinones. (laughs) Why do I still know? Can someone someone please
1: find Doug Quinones? He's like 99. He's like 99 now.
0: (laughs) I have no clue how to even spell that, but that's just whatever. Anyway, let's play cancel, explore, commit with some backbends.
1: Okay. Cancel, explore, commit. Locus. Dropbacks uh let's do a kneeling bend and um <laughs> you cannot think what's <laughs> go but now what the fuck is it called camel camel ustrasana,
0: ustrasana. okay so cancel explore commit camel pose drop backs and locust that's what you said mm-hmm. right
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay i'm committing to locust pose I am canceling dropbacks and I'm exploring camel.
1: Great. I am going to cancel camel, even though I do love it. Explore dropbacks and marry locus,
0: Yeah. I think we both have an affinity for locusts and cobra, like cobra with very little help from the hands.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, cause I'm going to forget this. The funny thing about yoga is I was teaching and they're redoing the roof at, in the space and the construction workers were on the roof and during the meditation <laughs> portion, I don't know what they were doing on the roof, but all of this dirt from the ceiling just fell down onto this girl's <laughs> mat. Like she had <laughs> heaping mounds of dirt oh my in God. her and she. Uh, she
0: What did she do?
1: She was like looking and I was like, what is she looking at? And I was like, oh, I think they're working on the roof. And she like, she did Shavasana after. And she's like half of her mat, half on her mat and half off because her mat was so dirty.
0: (laughs) Was there space to move and find a new spot?
1: she she figured it out but it was just like i she I, she was like where but she's like looking up like where is this coming from oh my god i'm just waiting for the construction workers to just like fall through the roof fall through
0: <laughs> you're, like, you're like welcome to class <laughs> i'd
1: be like can you still pay attention to your breath even when things are going on around you can you still pay attention to your breath
0: oh my goodness okay so my funny story is about the time when i decided to start doing yoga with an ex-boyfriend of mine. Typically, yoga was something I did alone for me, but I don't know. It somehow became a bonding activity for a short period of time. And so I used to go Is it to... the dancer? Yes. So he was a very flexible person. He was hot. And anyway, we used to take classes. We used to take <laughs> classes at somewhere Bradshaw taught, so he thinks he remembers. Um, no, I remember,
1: I remember what this person looked like. And I, yeah, I was like, Roof. I was like, that's- But I, I... would
0: get- I would get like a little bit insecure because like I wasn't as flexible back then as he was. And so he'd be in like full splits or Hanuman Asana. And I I don't know. I never get like competitive, but it was very strange when it's like your heterosexual male partner that you're trying to compete with. I, was just, I don't know. I don't care about competition. Well, maybe you shouldn't
1: maybe you shouldn't be competing with your partners. Maybe that's the first.
0: Yeah, I think it was like a partner thing. Anyway, so we were doing camel pose. And I, I like always used to do camel in like full kapotasana, head back, grab the heels. Like I used to do that as a kid, but this had been like years and years, haven't done it. Like maybe haven't done it since I'm like 12 years old or something. And now I'm like a 20 something year old adult. Haven't not warmed up. Haven't done this in a good decade. And I just decide because of like some competitive edge or ego, ego driven desire that like I literally was just gonna like drop back from camel and start to grab my heels. I I did, I did the drop back, could not get my heels in my hands, but I was like stuck and I was like trying to impress my ex. I was like slowly hurting and dying inside thinking I looked cool. And it was, oh my God, just so embarrassing. All of a sudden
1: I'm like on the, on the press is like, I just killed my ex. That's <laughs> the right idea.
0: It was mortifying. It did not feel good. Probably looked terrible. Not that that matters, but the teacher actually came over to me and like, tried to help me. And I was like, okay, thank you. I needed that. But Wow. Was that humbling? I was like, okay, I, I, I don't,
1: you need to be humbled. If anyone on this podcast needs to be humbled, it's you.
0: <laughs> True. All right. Um, everyone. I also
1: know Gianna, I want to remind everyone to wait, rate, review and subscribe. And like th- those of you that haven't done it, it's actually rude. And it's disrespectful to me and Gianna because Gianna is literally a hundred percent Italian and the people that are 100% Italian deserve reviews.
0: Remember that we are giving away a free t-shirt for your review. Five-star rating only. And then write something nice. We'll read it. We'll send you a t-shirt and we'll love you for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we'll also come to your door. We'll give you a gift basta. it. It will be really nice. Uh, I also want to remind everyone that we are going to Nicaragua. We have two rooms left. And if you're not there, there's no reason to not be there. We're going back for the third time. It's amazing. It's beautiful. We've got a great group of people going so far. So add yourself to the list and let us know if you have questions about that.
0: Also, a yoga teacher training there the following week. So Check out all of the information on our website, kayayogaschool.com or go to our Instagram. The links are always in our bio.
1: Also, if you have any other locations domestically that you would like to go to for a retreat, let us know. Uh, Gianna and I are constantly looking at new locations, new ideas, and we, you know, love to hear from our clientele. Lastly, remember
0: you're on a roll. If
1: I am on a roll, if you <laughs> are like me which is unique talented and gay then and gay (laughs) then i don't know i'm just being stupid have a good one bye
0: we love you guys thank you for listening we will see you next week bye
1: there's a she wolf in the closet Open up and let it be. Oh, there's a she-wolf in the closet. Let it out so it can breathe. (sighs) So good. I love Shakira.